Welcome to another Blue Jay Beat Wrap-Up Show featuring WhiteAndBlueReview.com's Matt DeMoranis. Good evening, uh, Creighton fans. Uh, this is Matt DeMoranis from White and Blue Review coming to you courtside from the Central League Center. We got a sub tonight. Subs, six man. John, Johnny Atawa's got a 5 a.m. flight to D.C. He's got to catch. Sheesh. So he's got to write a story and go to bed. He, he asked Nick if he would write it for him, but Nick Yeah, I don't like, think nah, you want to do that. I'll just talk. No, I'd rather talk. I'd rather talk than write. Yeah. Especially you got to write in complete sentences and stuff. Grammatically correct. I can't do that. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. So if you don't recognize that voice, that's Nicholas Allen Bob. That's correct. 1620 The Zone, Fox Sports Superstar in the making. Uh, called this game tonight on Fox Sports 1. Um, Creighton's 78-71 dogfight of a win against St. John's, I guess. Uh, Nick, first of all, welcome to the Blue Jay Beat. Yeah, welcome. man. This is, this, tonight was... Uh, Tonight was your kind of classic conference game, back and forth, game of runs. Uh, I, I thought Creighton's energy and attention to detail in terms of taking care of the ball early kind of allowed him to get a big lead. Yeah. But then things kind of got a little loose and away from him at the at the end of that half. I mean, to to go on to give up a 14-0 run. I mean, to go from up seven to down seven mm-hmm. just like that. Mm-hmm. It was a one turnover. Balak turned over after a stop. After too. a stop, yeah. he gets a turnover. Uh, that gets Pons loose and he lays it in. That got him going because he hadn't scored right. at that point. So then in the final three, four minutes, he has five points, a couple of assists, and then the game kind of flipped. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great game today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in the second half it was interesting because second halves have not been Creighton, something Creighton can hang their hat on this year so far. And when you look at the way St. John's was going, especially that first five minutes, they yep. still won that first five minutes of the second half, which you felt like was crucial. Creighton hit a three, but then they turned it over two more times, and St. John's was, you know, scoring off of those. I think they ended up, I think they were 16-6 on points off turnovers at one point in the yeah. second half. So it was still St. John's game. They were still in control of it, and you know, then the coaching staff made an adjustment on the ball screens to kind of take away some of you know the the matchups that that St. John's was exploiting on the perimeter, and they got a stop or stop or yeah. stop or stop to get themselves back in the ball game. Yeah. So I think those adjustments on the ball it was, screens. It was important, was and huge. that's and that's what. You have to be able to do on the fly. Some some coaches are stubborn, and some players can't apply adjustments. Right. This is a group that is smart. They can take coaching. They can tweak not just little things. They can tre- tweak big things in, in the moment. And so the fact that th- they were able to adjust on the fly is 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 huge. But this game, like today, the game was always going to come down to turnovers and pace to me. Mm-hmm. And when St. John's started turning Creighton over, the game flipped, and St. John's looked like they were going to run away from it. And then when Creighton stopped turning the ball over, and they started getting stops. At one point, they held, there was a stretch where they went on their big run where they held them like one for 11 or something like that. You probably got two for, four, two for two 14. For 14. Yeah, yeah. And so those are 12 opportunities to run. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that's interesting about Creighton's great, but they are they're they're really dependent on getting out in the open floor. And a lot of people think transition is just like a two-on-one fast break well a lot of transition a perfect example is people remember the the great play where Ballack drove baseline in the second half kicked it out to Harrell extra pass to Kyrie Thomas and Kyrie dribbles in and kind of hits someone with the in and out then drops it down to Martin for a dunk that's kind of transition for them because they're playing fast early in the possession so it's not just when 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 I say I say it all the time Craig's got to get out in transition that doesn't necessarily mean it's a 
get out in a two-on-one like layup. Break point. It's not a fast yeah. break point. Yeah. It's just attacking early in a possession before the defense can get set. Mm-hmm. Like this team is really reliant on that, and when they can get stops and rebounds, their offense is crazy. So, at what point in this game are you watching then? Where St. John's is constantly back on defense. They're, yep. First of all, when on makes, they're extending their defense to slow Creighton down from just running it at them, which, which was part of the game, how helping control the pace. But then you see the, how quickly they're getting back, how organized they were. Tariq Owens, we could hear him yeah, talking. calling things yeah. out, like a very good Barking. communicator. Uh, I guess when you're looking at Creighton trying to find ways to get more comfortable offensively, what did you see in the middle of that game where you're like, man, I don't know how Creighton can kind of speed this team up? Well, I, I think it's just they weren't getting stops, yeah. and they, they weren't getting stops, and they and they were turning it over. So, and turning and and not all turnovers are created equal, and not all teams that you turn it over against are created equal. Like uh, a turnover against St. John's is is a is code red because that's when those athletes are at their best. When you when Simon and Clark are screaming back at you with their athleticism. You're in trouble. I mean, it's a few strides in there. On it's you. a few strides yeah. in there. I mean, you yeah. saw the one the highlight dunk from Simon. What I mean, he almost jumped out of the gym. It was amazing. Yeah. And so, turning it over was a problem. And then when, when and just Creighton wasn't getting stops. It just to me the whole time it was like Creighton needed to find a way to string together. I think Chris Mack calls it. A, I think three stops in a row is winning. Winning the war is his term for okay. it. Like trying to trying to string together stops where you get consecutive open floor break situations. That that's what it came down to how Creighton got back into the game is they, yeah. they stopped turning it over and then like you said where well, they went two for 14 and there you go yeah. I mean that, that's the game if Creighton that's wouldn't how you have, scratch, that's way, how back you scratch way back into it especially because they weren't it, banging threies the no, whole time like it was not a lot of, yeah they were running stuff they were running stuff and a lot of slips a lot of back cuts tons of it and so what they were able to do is just string together some stops and then finally they got the, the levy to break a little bit for some of their offensive rhythm and flow mm-hmm. and uh but yeah, man, it's a uh, it's 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 tough out there when they're not getting those stops and getting out and running. What do you? Well, I guess what's your take on away on Creighton? The way Creighton did claw back into the game because they they weren't perimeter oriented. St. John's is like really bothered them on the perimeter. Yeah. I don't think St. John's was going to give that up at any point in this ball game. They're like, look, they're going to beat us. We're going to make them go two to two to two to two. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna, we're not going to let them bang threes, rhythm threes yep. from right on the line. You know what I mean? Uh, but Creighton gets thirty two points in the paint. St. John's only blocks four shots. That's like. Yeah, that's a surprising. huge stat to me because Tariq yeah. blocks that by himself. Yeah, they lead their top like, ten nationally in blocks. But I mean, Martin was constantly slipping to the rim and making great plays. Uh, Kyrie had a great back cut where Ronnie stuck a pass right yep. in his like. Yeah, you know, great job of Kyrie yeah. watching for that yeah. first of all because Davion had missed one earlier in the game right. where he looked away as a turnover on Marcus. I mean, the way Creighton clawed back in with the slips, the back cuts, um, just making the rim a priority. Yeah, and you go because sometimes people get. When they know they're going against a team that's good at blocking shots, they don't even try. You know, they don't even try to go to the basket. And even tonight, when you saw, uh, (laughs) you saw, like Ronnie got his shot blocked and Owen stared him down. Yeah, and it's like. That's I love that. That's basketball. But like a part of a part of beating a team like St. John's is you can't get caught up or get embarrassed when you turn it over mm-hmm. or you get a sh- or you get your shot blocked. You got to continue to attack. And so I just thought I thought Creighton continued to uh, to not get deterred when they when shots get blocked or getting altered. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like that was uh, it, it was just it was a mindset, you know, because yep. it, it was it, Creighton wasn't doing anything out of the out of the ordinary of what they do from a, a scheme standpoint. 
But a lot of people just get shy when they see 6'11", Owens, and Yakwe and those guys, but they kept on going at them. So it was more of just like a Even mindset. Even the guards on the perimeter, Justin Simon, 6'5", DeMarcus yeah. Foster's like, I mean, they're big on the, on the perimeter, I was blown too. away. Simon and Clark are way bigger. Yeah. Like, watching them on tape and seeing them in person, those two are way bigger than I thought they were. Yeah, they play big, too. They're, like, they're, they Simon's you. long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those two go. I mean, they're. I mean, they don't. Once they get Lavette back, if they get Lavette back, I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, that's a team. Uh, you know, they're still a little undisciplined. They don't get great shots at times in the half court, mm-hmm. but they just got dudes, man. Yeah, they got guys got who can athletes. ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess we can highlight a little bit of individuals uh, today. First of all, Marcus Foster, um, and Greg McDermott mentioned this in the post game how. In a game like this last year, Marcus would be 10 for 23 because things would be breaking down the turn the stretches of turnovers, and he yep. would just start jacking them up and try to get right. like Creighton back in the game himself. But you see, 25 yeah, points on 16 shots. He stayed efficient the whole time. Um, he did have four turnovers, but he made a great play to Taz at the end of the game for the game-winning three or the the game Ceiling, clinching kinda, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but a player, he's coming up a ball, he gets trapped, turns around, makes a great play yeah. for a yeah, teammate. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the maturity of Marcus Foster stood out. It, it's night and day. Like, I, I feel like it's – you go back and watch games from last year, and he's exactly right. I mean, Foster would have been 10-23. Uh, the, the Northwestern game earlier this year, Marcus would have been 3 of 19. Mm-hmm. But instead, he has really listened to, to Mac, and he lets the game come to him, but he still stays aggressive with it. Yeah, I thought his. I thought, I, I, and it's not just today. I think he, his approach offensively has been amazing. And he, because it wasn't just the play at the end. There were a couple times he did a really good job of doing the old Villanova two foot jump stop in the lane, mm-hmm. kick out or drop to Martine. Like he was doing a good job of making plays for other guys. What do you have? Three assists. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, I just love his approach right now. He's just in a great place mentally. You can tell. I mean, you're at practice. You can see he's talking. He's got. He he's just. He he's he, his mind is in the right place, and it's showing in his selection of how he's attacking offensively. Mm-hmm. And it, he attacked the rim a lot too tonight. He wasn't. No, he, he wasn't, wasn't just up here settling yeah. for. He didn't just shoot efficiently from the three point line. He was driving at big time shot blockers. I think he had a big one where I think Simon was guarding him and. You could see him bait him. He was waiting for sure. St. John's really has to take chances on the perimeter, and then they feel like they can erase everything behind right. you. So he sat there with Simon, and he had he had the first step to beat him. He's talking about, yeah, the, yeah. In the second half, but he ripped waited for the yeah. swipe, and, then, and that was like you reach at yeah. each moment. Like Marcus right. waited for the swipe, and as soon as he swiped, it was yeah. He, he had the under move, like, and then he just no one could stop him to the rim. Because here's moment. the thing that's always so that's great is we talk about you know the athletes for St. John's. Marcus Foster is an yeah. elite athlete. Yes. And you saw a couple I mean, he times. Almost punched on someone yeah, he said, almost like, punched he on it. Yeah. That, yeah. And I thought Coach Mack did a good job. They tried to run the setback door twice. They got it the second time. The first time it got blocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so so Mack does a good job too, and this helps as well. When you're as a scorer, when you know that okay, my coach is going to dial up things for me to get a shot so you don't have to go out of your way okay. to hunt a shot I see what you're so like he so so Mac does a good job of just even like a little setback door to get you a layup that helps your mentality to not even think about hunting bad shots mm-hmm. but when he plays low and explosive and under control that dude is uh he's been awesome He's yeah. been great. And Kyrie came out alive a little bit in the second half. Didn't rest in the second half. He played the whole. Did he played the whole. Yeah, ha- yeah he Gardens had to. Chasing Shamari all yeah. around the place, like, and you could see. I think the three minute mark, they finally got the under four timeout, yeah. and he is like, his arms are just on yeah. the ground, he, like he is dead, and you can see he's on all will at that point. The like, the thing that's amazing about Kyrie is whoever he guards. Now, some of it might have been by design today, 
but I just felt like in general, Pond's aggressiveness was not very high. Right. And coming think, off an injury, you kind of you like, kind of expect that he wasn't going to be hundred percent. But Kyrie the, can do that to people. Yes, like he Kyrie takes I, away I your think, Yeah, he, yeah. people just go. I just don't even want to. I don't. I don't want to even try to attack that. Right. And he does a good job. He sets the tone early in games where he makes things tough for him. He chases you off screens. He's right there on the catch, mm-hmm. and so it kind of takes away from a player's uh, aggressiveness. just aggressiveness, mm-hmm. you know. And so I thought. You know, what he does with Pons, not only from a standpoint of holding him down a little bit, I mean, 5 of 14, yeah. uh, but it's just, it's also the the times that Pons doesn't attack because yeah. he's not, doesn't, it's like, man, I don't, I don't want to go against that. Yeah. So he, but he does that to a lot of people. Because the other thing that Shamari can do besides just be a natural pure scorer, which we know he can fill it up, but I mean, he also can attack you and draw your yeah, help. Distribute. Draw yeah. your help and distribute. No doubt. But get everybody else going through no that. No doubt, so, yeah. Kyrie frustrating him. So it's twofold, right? Like yeah. It's not just him trying to score. It's him making plays for other guys. Yeah. You know, he leads. I think he's he was either first or second on their team in assists. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's 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 not just what the final box score of the player that you guard. It's what you take away even in in the things that don't show up in the box score. Like Kyrie's great at that. From a teammate standpoint, when you're on the floor with someone who has that number one assignment and you know is going to try to be the key disruptor defensively, when you're playing off of Kyrie's defense, people talk about playing off a guy's offense all the time. Yeah. What's it like, do you think, maybe as a player to play off of Kyrie's defense when well, you know he's trying to take away so yeah. much of what they try to do? I don't know if I ever played with a guy, with all due right. respect to my yeah, former yeah. teammates. No, sounds like okay. I ever played with a guy that was quite to the level that he was. Mm-hmm. But I just think what it's more about just freeing you up every day, knowing that, like, I don't have to guard Pons. I don't have to guard Rodriguez. I don't relief. have to guard. Okay. You know, like, it's more of just, like, every game you go into, it's just one less thing on your plate. You know? Like, yeah. you don't have to worry about that. Like, during the game, it, it's 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 – you just, it's out of sight, out of mind for those guys, okay. you know. Like so, they just can go into the games and think about everything else other than stopping that top dog. Yeah. But I, but the thing is too is that it's it's not a it's not an underappreciated thing that he does. Those guys really love Kyrie and, yeah. and appreciate what he does. Um, Martin Crample is another. I mean, we could we could get on the line. I feel I feel like there's a lot of individuals tonight that had really good games, but Martin had the huge stretch where he got. Almost single-handedly put Creighton back in this yeah. game with huge tough plays down, and he mentioned it a little bit in the post game that he thought he had a tough disadvantage over Tariq Owens, which is mm. interesting. You don't yeah. hear Creighton guys talk about no. having tough. No disrespect, but like uh, hey, you guys, like against especially against St. John's, those yeah. are all those you know the city boys, the, the New York guys, the New York cats. Like, yeah, like I, I think Martine. I Did love you see his, that out of him? Like, did you see those plays as being toughness plays? Like, it was just a yeah, battle of it was mono and mono type of deal. Yeah, especially yeah. He, there were a couple times he posted up. I think he got Simon on him and posted him up. Yeah, and laid it in uh, with the help did, coming too. With the help coming in, yeah. he still got it up yeah. there. And yeah, he just uh, he plays with an aggression to the rim when he gets the ball on a roll or a dump down. That is toughness. He doesn't shy away from kind. When was the last time you ever saw Martine try to fade keep, away keep or go? It, like, right. He doesn't yeah, try. Yeah. He is yeah. he is trying to dunk. Everything, and that's a, that's that's toughness. That that is that's a mentality that he clearly has. And although he doesn't he doesn't fit the bill of like man, that's a really tough. You know, he's not an angel Delgado. You he's look not like a, he looks he, like he, he doesn't be yeah yeah, yeah like be a banger yeah. yeah. And, but but he has a level of of aggression to the rim every time he gets the ball that is, you got to deal with, mm-hmm. you know. And that's it's tough. And even again with those shot blockers, he wasn't shying away from that. He was going right at him. When you see. You know, he gets the big dunk. He gets a couple of big lay-ins. 
and then he's like you can see him feeling himself a little bit yeah. like that's a different basketball player yeah. than we've ever seen at any point he's feeling his game like it's at a high level right now he's producing you can the numbers tell the story mm-hmm. but also you can see you can read it off his demeanor and it feeds off everybody yeah. else feeds off of it but like when he's dunking on St. John's. Yeah, and screaming. Grabbing and a flexing, foul, flexing. Yeah. Like, like, all that stuff is a window into his, how he's feeling. Yeah. And he's clearly feeling great. And, and and I think it's just he's starting to get comfortable with where he can attack, what he needs to do. And I think he realizes, like, okay, I don't have to try to do too much. Just set screen, run, set screens, roll hard to the Make rim. Make good reads in the ball screens. And that, yeah. that's, that's basically yeah. it. Yeah. And you're going to land into, in this offense and with all the guys that can handle it and pass it, you're going to land into 12, 14, 16 points every night. Mm-hmm. And so the numbers kind of take care of themselves. So it feels like he's playing with a clear mind and a confident approach. Uh, but, yeah, he's totally feeling himself right now with his approach. You can tell. What, are some, what would you be like if you were to circle an unsung hero tonight? Who do you take away as someone who's uh, probably vital to the result, but maybe, um, you know, it just felt like they got lost behind the Marcus and, yeah. and Kyrie. Ronnie. Ronnie yeah. be the first guy. That, I mean, Ronnie, thir- 13 and 7. Um, talking as he hit those those threes were big. Threes oh, were huge. Three, I mean, he hit, he hit the one yeah. the one after the turnover when they went zone late, mm-hmm. which was a big shot. He banged <coughs> a couple early, too. Uh, it. it I asked Mac before the game at shoot-around, I was like, who's important tonight? And he said, Ronnie. He goes, just from a matchup standpoint with their athleticism and what they can do, this is a game. He can switch one through five. He switch one much. through five. He can rebound. He can attack. Um, yeah, he's a game. This was a guy that he was going to have to play well. There's a lot. I mean, you go down the line, like uh, – the only guy that didn't do much tonight was Mince. Well, because they shortened the rotation. They shortened up. the ro- and it's, that can yeah. happen. Yeah. And even though he had a couple of turnovers late – like I do think sometimes we forget Tyshawn's a freshman, and mm-hmm. I know I know he goes. You, you look at his line, you go zero for four and four turnovers. Yeah. Well, he played twenty nine minutes, and he was like he, he was for the most part solid. Yeah. And when Creighton got when Creighton grabbed the lead and started to grab some momentum in the second yeah. half, his turnover ratio or his turnover was five to one. So there you he go. Was, so like he was making plays to get back in the ball. You needed to have someone at the point be able to hang in there. Yeah. And he stepped up to the plate. A it, freshman in a game a, like that. A freshman in yeah. a game like this against against those guys. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think uh, I appreciate si- it. Justin Simon to him looked like a man versus it lo- yeah, like, it looked like, like varsity that. JV right yeah, now. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to Tyshawn. It's just like the body build of the right. two guys. Right. And and to to it, I, I blame he had what do you have two turnovers late didn't he in like the yeah. final the I zone blame, the zone the, he was, he I blame was some of that on Marcus because you can't like he Tyshawn got stuck with the ball. And everybody kind of looked at him like, hey, all right, do your thing. Yeah. It's like in that moment, Marcus has to recognize, or Kyrie. Someone go get it. Go get it from yeah. him. Don't make him, you know, don't. don't throw around his own defenders, throw around your go, defenders. Go, literally, go get the ball for him and tell Tyshawn to just spot up. Don't, don't, you're asking Tyshawn to make a play in front of this environment against that team on national TV when it's like, yeah, the homeboys stepped up a lot, but that's just a lot to ask. So, And I think some of that was on Marcus late, where it's just like, you're the man, go get the ball from him. But I thought, like, again, his his line, you'd look at it if you just wake up in the morning and check the box score, man, Tyshawn was, played 29 minutes and, and had five assists. Mm-hmm. And I thought he had, I mean, he was solid. Yep. I guess what do you take away from the fact that this is finally a game where, and Creighton's been, looking for this yeah. for a few weeks. I mean, they had an opportunity with Baylor, um, the Seton Hall game. There's They showed it against Nebraska, so they kind of had a little bit of it there. Uh, but a game where it was like 
your toughness is being challenged. Yeah. The offense isn't flowing. You're turning it over. They're getting what they want offensively. They're they're feeling good, and you have to step up mentally and just like be tougher than that team across the way. Right. Or you're going to lose the ball game. Yeah. And they wanted they need they were talking the talk the whole time about trying to get one of those wins. So now you have they, to be able that, to. Yeah. Now that they have one. Yeah. How valuable is it going forward to to like be able to lean back on this type of experience? In a stretch of play during a game, yeah. where they find themselves in a situation that's similar to this, I think it's more. I think it's more about not not losing confidence when you get back into this spot, rather than being confident when you get in this spot. If that makes sense, okay. like you don't like. It's more about like all of a sudden not when you start, yeah, not where you go. Oh my god, here here we go again. Here we go again. Where you have another situation where you. You, you get into a grinder, a toughness kind of a thing where you have to kind of fight your way out of it and it doesn't happen. Yeah. What you what you want to you, you just don't want to lose confidence collectively in those moments because you're going to be in a lot of these kind of games where you're going to have to uh, answer a answer a rally, answer a flurry, uh, be tough. Mac but, talked about multiple knockout punches. Yeah. Like they're going to hit you, you're going to hit them, they're going to hit you back. Yes. Like it's not going to be one or two or the second the second you get. A, uh, upper hand with yeah. 13 minutes left. That's not runner. ball game. Yeah, you can't be a front runner where right. it's like I just want to do. I only want to do it when it's going well. Mm-hmm. That's not how it's going to work in this league. And I, I thought I, I liked the fight tonight a lot. I mean, because there were from moments both teams, really, from both like, teams. Yeah, I mean, I thought the the both ways, both teams hung in there and just just this was like a two two boxers just just exchanging haymakers with mm-hmm. each other throughout this game. But but I felt like I didn't learn. Like I, it was good to learn that they could do it. But I feel like the recipe is just clear. Like it's still okay. It's still about what they had to do to do it. Yes, yeah, like yeah. to me at least, it's still it's still like just go look at the Seton Hall Gonzaga Baylor game, and then look at this game. And the difference is when they got pushed in the second half. In all those other games, they either turned it over or didn't string together stops. And in this game, they. Start in the, when they got back into it, they started taking care of the ball, but they were able to string together some stops, yeah. which allowed them to to get out and and push it. And so, like that's that's the recipe. It's just that that's where the toughness comes in. It's just like we got to be strong with the ball, we got to get some stops, we got to push it, and that's what they have to do. So, like I, I felt like the 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 how wasn't new to me tonight. You okay. know what I mean? Like yep. the, the 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 how it needs to be happening. The recipe for how it the needs to happen. The recipe for how it needs to happen is yeah. pretty clear with this team. I, it, it, this team this team is as transparent. You know each team you kinda go you try and get a feel for them and a read for them. Sure. I, I think this team is like as transparent as it gets. You know the keys of the game every time you watch Creighton. No doubt. Yeah. I mean like this team is they're not a live by the three, die by the three team nope. like at all. That's a lazy take that people have. Yeah. They're a team that needs to get out in the open floor. Mm-hmm. They just have to. It has to be free flowing. It has to be free flowing, and if the game's fast, they're really good. And if it's not, they are. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I guess uh, going forward, they have a Georgetown game in DC where they have not terrible play terrible every time they've been there, right? <laughs> you got a front row seat every time. So like they yeah. have not won there. The senior class, Mac mentioned it in the post game, there's not a win there. So it's clearly a big deal. But at the same time, Creighton's been going nonstop since Christmas Eve. Yeah, and I mean the grind of that. So like you can you can speak to that as a player. How do you get through a stretch like this when you're starting to feel it physically and you just got through a dogfight like this and now you're going on the road? Yeah. Like how do you what are some of the keys to getting yourself ready to go? Well, I think the first thing is making sure that your coach understands that. 
that don't murder us on the on the practice floor. So tomorrow's a mental day. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think, and that's something I think this this coaching staff does a really good job of. Mm-hmm. Is Mac is as tuned in to where the team's at from a fatigue standpoint, mentally and physically, as really any coaches I've been I've been around. He he understands that like if you're tired. In, in your mentally or physically, you're not. It doesn't matter what you you can. You, you're gonna fail. Yeah, like you, yeah. you, I'd rather you'd rather be under prepared and over rested yes. than over prepared and under rested. So then I think you can adjust on the fly because you, you can adjust that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and Creighton's a team that's always gonna kind of like at least offensively, they're they're gonna do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just the coaching staff has a big role in that. And then this sounds like lame, but like the guys also, I know I didn't do a good enough job of this at times. Is like go go to bed. Go get treatment. Just get as much rest Get as, as much, like, get off your feet. That stuff matters. I understand, you know, you girls texting you and you want to go over there. Hey, man, we're partying here. Like, you you got uh, you got two months to just, like, block all that out. So, like, hour 32 is important, <laughs> you're saying? <laughs> yeah. The countdown starts at hour 32? <laughs> you, you need to. So, like, taking care of yourself, taking care of yourself, getting yeah. rest, getting treatment. I think the guys are good at that. And then also just having a staff that recognizes that it's important to get rest. And I think they do. Yeah. What I mean, Georgetown's a team that – I mean, it feels like everybody in this league is kind of bucking a trend as far as, like, yeah, we should, like, there's DePaul's two wins, Georgetown's two wins, uh, Butler's down, there's a couple, maybe, you know, depending on how they play at 99 and out. I don't see that at this no. point. Like, I see DePaul has challenged some teams, even though they lost at home to Georgetown last night, and they're probably going to, you know, they're still in that spot. Until you wonder they, wonder how the, they'll hang in there mentally? Yeah. That's the only thing, like, but, like, Georgetown looks good. Yeah. I mean, they almost smashed Butler, who kicked the crap out of Villanova. Yeah. Um, they win at DePaul. I didn't see their Marquette game, but that was a single-digit game on the road. Yep. Um, you know, Troy uh, Dickerson is playing yep. out of his mind. Uh, Marcus Derrickson, I should say. Uh, you know, Jesse Govan is a load. Yep. Like, they've got some pieces. and They always coached them up. They always had players. Like, I didn't feel like I was watching the last couple years of Georgetown team that was just completely void of talent. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like they always had guys. The problem was they were, he, you know, JT3 was having them walk the ball up the floor. And, you know, you, you have a – you got a Porsche and you're driving 25. Yeah. But you got to let it rip. Yeah. And yeah, they're finally – yeah, they're finally ripping it. You know, they're pushing it. They're playing fast, spreading the floor. They're attacking. And so they're still they're, – they're still – Ewing, I think, is still try, trying to find his way with figuring out maybe how to manage things in close moments and big moments. It's always going to be different for them mm-hmm. uh, with this group. But they got guys. And Derrickson's a hard matchup. Yes. He's big. Very. I mean – and he's, one, but he's like Desi Rodriguez. That's what I'm saying. Up, like. And I think the one guy, the one type of player that Kyrie can struggle with, yes. and struggle is a relative term, right. is a bigger body yeah. wing. Desi Rodriguez had success against Kyrie. Yes, he did. And he can post him he up. He can post him. He can, him. he can shoot over his length. He can just kind of bully ball him mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, can Derrickson bother Kyrie a little bit? Mm-hmm. And then... Govan is a load, and he can shoot it a little bit, right. and he can run the floor, and he can post up. So, uh, yeah, they're they're a totally different. And Caleb Johnson looks like a really tough matchup defensively. Like yes, he, I mean he took he took Struce away last night when they needed to yep. to kind of get that game going. So you know maybe he can bother Marcus and create some problems where again Creighton finds themselves in one of these grinders. Yeah. You know, at 11 a.m. in D.C. Yeah, like, that's, that's what it could be. You worry be about energy, like, yeah. and, and the, the environment there is never really rocking unless, like, Villanova's in town. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to have to bring the energy. You're going to have to bring the fight. Uh, it's a totally different 
kind of style of of play now, which you're used to with Georgetown. So those sure. guys got to like those games always took on an odd complexion because of the way Georgetown played too. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be totally different. The good thing is that Georgetown's going to. I think Georgetown is going to let Creighton try to run a little bit. Yeah, they want to. Yeah, they, they like to open it up. They want to open more. it up too. Mm-hmm. And and like we've said this entire time, that's the key, man. Like that, it comes out of that. Any team that wants to run with Creighton, you're not you know, making them uncomfortable. No. I mean, I like I, I, literally, I think those, those guys. I don't. You, you better be like Carolina good. Yes. You know, you better be like that. I mean, that, very just where, efficient. Where you, very efficient yeah. and very like Creighton's comfortable in that game, and I, that's the one. The one bit of confidence I would have in Creighton in, in that matchup is that you have a team in Georgetown that's probably not going to do too much to slow the game down. I think this is about as far as we can look ahead because I think this league's going to settle into like one of those. It's just going to be a meat grinder the whole time. Brutal. Like. I mean, there's going to be opportunities for every single team to get a win on every yep. single night. You've seen that. Um, you know, Mark, Marcus Howard. 52. Jesus. Yeah, those two guys. I, I mean, mean he, if he starts to get going, Marquette's a huge yeah. contender all of a sudden again because he's been struggling. Um, they get a win at Providence, who's who I still like, and I still have faith in Ed Cooley, but they're struggling right now. So, yeah. like, they're the team that's going to find – Hunger in the middle of the season where they're like, okay, we got to be desperate from now on if we want right. to make a post. Right. Like, this whole league is just going to start eating itself alive. Yeah. So I think looking, you know, one game ahead right now, we'll just. That's end, enough, right? And on that just, Georgetown. Just go to Georgetown yeah, and, yeah, and do but, that. And, you're but good. Then man. Butler's coming in all of a sudden, like, <laughs> right. to end this grind of a stretch for Creighton before they get kind of a little bit of a break. Yeah, a little bit of a break, man. Um, but Nick, thanks for filling in for You got John. it, man. This we was have, fun. Yeah. This was fun. Appreciate it. Everybody's going to be like, whoa, dude, how are you going to. If you can just get Nick and John and Matt can just like sit there and hit record, or like, man. what's. You quarterback this thing. Man, just, yeah, just, I, I sat shotgun. You drove it, man. That's sounds good. Well, I appreciate you filling in. You got it, brother. Everybody, uh, listen to Nick's show, 1620 The Zone, 2 to uh, 11 to 2. 11 to 2, baby. 11 to 2. Yes, sir. Great stuff. Yes, thanks nice, a lot, man. Nick. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. You got it. Good night, everybody.